0: Welcome to Minnesota Circle, I'm Hannah and I'm Nicole. Minnesota is filled with incredible gems from the beautiful north shores of Lake Superior to locally owned coffee shops where they greet you by name.
1: Join us each week as we highlight all the amazing things Minnesota has to offer. We interview local entrepreneurs and inspiring
0: individuals, share hidden travel gems, events and more we believe in the power of personal narratives and have a passion for making our communities feel more connected. At the end of each episode, we will also feature a song from a local musician. All you need to know from Minnesotans on the go. Hello everyone, happy summer I should say because I think we skipped right over spring and (laughs) it is officially uh, already time to turn our air conditioning on so uh, what a whiplash as far as the weather but uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Minnesota Circle. Um, We are excited to have you here. We have just a few more episodes to wrap up this season. We'll be going till early June and then there'll be a little bit of a Hiatus until uh, season three comes out in August, but we definitely have some fantastic interviews to kind of wrap up this season. Um, And as always, we end every episode with a song from a local musician. And today we have the song uh, "Sweet Waters" from the artist Mama Rose. So Mama Rose just debuted a new album called drink more water so it's a debut solo project by this american minneapolis-based artist psychic and mother of three from neo-jazz to hip-hop to folk drink more water explores the liminal spaces between genres and a and emotional states to capture and guide the attention of our listeners into deep, supported contemplation. The second track, Flood, was a complete in-studio vocal freestyle that Mama Rose and producer Jason Fay built the instrumental around, allowing the vocals to lead as a common practice in Drink More Water. Whether calling the listener to inspired action or falling into the harsh realities of love, mama rose makes sound palpable with her ability to find the parts of her listeners that are begging for validation and dance with them wow that is quite the description i'm excited to share this song with all of you um so again her song sweet waters will be at the end of this episode As for our guest today, we are speaking with the lovely Tatiana from Nosh Posh, Minnesota. Um, You may have seen on our social media, I recently shared a fun little reel of um, her box and the products inside of it. And um, she just opened up uh, pre-orders earlier this month and her boxes are going to be shipping out soon so this episode is very timely um you can learn all about what her mission is what's included in her boxes and um just a little bit of her motivation to start this business and to kind of keep it running for her daughter so now it is tatiana Welcome back, everybody. We are here for another episode of Minnesota Circle, and we have the wonderful Tatiana Freeman with us today, who is the owner and founder of Nosh Posh MN. And I'm really excited to be speaking with her. If you haven't heard about this new business, we're going to be diving into kind of her mission and goals. But Tatiana, why don't you just introduce yourself and do just a quick little summary of what your business is about? Sure. Um, my name is
1: Tatiana Freeman and I am the CEO and founder of Nosh Posh. Uh, We've been at it about a year now, so super excited to have hit that one year anniversary. Um, essentially, when I started Nosh Posh, um, the thought was there was really nothing else out there that offered kind of healthy meal and snack alternatives late at night and just kind of in a more accessible fashion. Um, and so I <laughs> went to bed one night and woke up and said, I'm gonna start a business. Um, And so the thought was to have kind of a health conscious convenience store uh, concept that would kind of uh, mirror like a 7-Eleven experience, but with everything healthy, um, no preservatives, um, appealing to people that may have like allergy issues, um, paleo, keto, gluten-free. And another piece um, that's really important to me is the diversity piece. Um, So all of our products are sourced from BIPOC and women-owned companies, Um, And I just wanted to be able to offer a bridge into the convenience store market for some of those smaller, underrepresented brands. So super excited. Um, We've kind of branched off into a snack box that's also offered for um, kind of corporate clients to offer snacks to their um, employees. Um, and, And then we also have the fresh food vending machines that will be kind of going to co-working spaces and some other um, accessible areas for people, maybe apartments, gems. So super excited for all the big changes that we have here on the horizon.
0: Yeah. And congratulations for hitting that one year mark. And um, as we are doing this interview today, uh, her boxes are officially up for pre-order. So it's an exciting. Exciting moment to be at, and her products just look fantastic. Of what's included in the box, but before we go into more of those details, can we just go back to before you started this business? Kind of what was your what was your life like at that point? But be- before you even thought about this, have you always been really into healthy products? Um, what kind of even do you think inspired you to move this way? Sure. So, um, it was kind of interesting that I feel like
1: starting the business kind of, uh, forced me to reflect. Um, I wouldn't say that I had like this, you know, significant origin story. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I remember when my mom worked at Whole Foods when I was, um, probably like 10 or 11. And that was kind of the beginning of us kind of shifting our eating habits. Um, We never ate pork because my dad didn't eat pork. So that was something, you know, from the time I was a child was always a part of our, our diet. But um, I remember when she started working there, that was kind of the the point where we were like, well, I don't think we want to eat these things anymore. Um, and just kind of incorporating, you know, organic, um, non GMO products into our life. Um, and so it's kind of been a part of my life since then. Um, and then definitely when I had my daughter, um, five years ago, I knew that I didn't want her, you know, eating fast food or kind of, um you know, having a high sugary diet or some of those preservatives, just because I wanted her to be as healthy as possible. And I wanted to model habits for her um, that I thought were important. So there definitely is kind of that that point for me where I can look back now, um, and, and and really remember where the change happened in my life. Um, and it's a challenge, I think definitely with little kids, because their friends or their family members might eat differently. Um, and just kind of you know, feeling empowered in the sense that you can, you know, decide what you want your child to eat. Um, It isn't necessarily an easy choice, right? Like I have to pack food for her. um, And it can definitely be more expensive. So I wanted to be mindful of that, that, you know, every family doesn't have um, the ability to make those changes. And so that's really another piece um, of why I started Nosh Posh is to make healthy convenience accessible for everybody so that even if you don't have a car, or even if you don't, you know, make a ton of money that you're not having to choose between rent or gas, um, and that you can provide healthy um, meal options for your family.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. Because usually whenever people are talking about healthy foods, or organic foods, or, you know, whichever, it's always immediately goes to more expensive. Like it's like typically the first thought that comes to your mind. And it it seems like such a, a thing that can be out of reach for many people to, you know, obviously fast food is, is cheaper and um, on every corner and it's, you know, that it's, it's there and, and easy for you, but it's also sometimes the only option for many people. So I'm glad that you touched on that and that you're working with primarily women and BIPOC owned companies. Can you provide some more detail about why you chose to go down that route?
1: Sure. Um, so I also work with economic and youth development kind of uh, <laughs> in my day job. And so I had already been doing kind of some of the equity focused work. Um, and so post George Floyd, I was thinking to myself, um, you know, how can we take this horrific incident in, in our history and make it something where we make changes in our lives in a multitude of ways. And so looking at diversity p- programs in terms of the supply chain, I said, well, why not? Why not source products from minority and BIPOC home companies? Like, it's not difficult. Um, it's certainly on the supply side a little challenging to find specific products because you want to be able to offer a, robo- a robust inventory. Um, you want people to be able to go to products that they're familiar with, um, but they're just kind of healthy alternatives. So there definitely are some categories that are a little bit more trickier uh, to source from, like candy. But there's just as many healthy options out there that are gluten-free, non-GMO, paleo, keto Um, that are made from amazing BIPOC and women-owned companies. um, And you just have to kind of do a little bit more research. And so I'm happy to do that. Like, I've tasted so many products um, (laughs) in the last year um, and and kind of like made my family and my daughter try things like just to kind of get um, a well-rounded like uh, response in terms of what people think. So I've spent hours, endless hours researching and sampling and um, trying to offer something for everyone. Um, and then obviously, as we kind of look at the store, in the future, I want to be able to offer kind of take taking bake meal options, produce um, from farmers that are also uh, BIPOC or women owned, which are definitely in the minority, um, especially in the farming community. So just trying to become an aggregator and uplift those businesses as much as possible.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, that is it may take a few more steps to find the women owned, the BIPOC owned. But generally, that's not because it's not because they don't have a great product. They have a great product. They just maybe don't have the capital for the marketing or the fundraising or, you know, the platform to get out there. So I'm really glad that you um, are using your platform to amplify these other local companies and um i think that is just so important we want to just continue to help the economy in the bipoc community and um so i just think that's that's fantastic and so when you're going through this process of sampling which sounds terrible by the way <laughs> sampling right <laughs> all these yummy items for a year I just I hope you made it through that okay but <laughs> getting
2: through.
0: Um, can you share a little bit about some of the ones that you ended up choosing um, why you went with them and maybe yeah, some additional I- ideas for the future of some companies that you might be working with
1: Sure. So I I, I um, just tried this Totaloo trail mix the other day. Um, and it is by far the best trail mix I've ever had in my whole life. Like, they have a variety pack. And I think there's five total flavors, but their coffee one has been sold out, which is totally fine by me, because I've been scarfing down this trail mix. Uh, like, every flavor is delicious. And it has like such a good balance of like sweet and savory, um, nuts, chewy. So it's like my favorite. Um, So I I don't care what it takes. Like, (laughs) even if I have to take a loss, I want everyone to experience the total trail mix. Um, And I think that they have a really good business model. Um, They're all about giving back to um, the environment and just being sustainable. So that's also important for Nosh Bash is just trying to incorporate, you know, companies that are thinking about packaging and waste, um, and compostability. So um, definitely would say Totaloo is the next product that we'll be kind of weaving in. Um, and so that will probably be something um, because of the price point that would, you would find in like the vending machines. Um, another one of my favorites is the uh, Oh Amazing Granola And then that's a black owned company, Um, we've been carrying them from the beginning, Um, they come in these really convenient, um, kind of individual packages. So I throw that in my bag, Um, my daughter likes that and you can eat it alone, or you kind of pair it with fruit or granola. So I really like um, the flavor and texture of that granola. Um, I would say also, I'm excited that Pipcorn, which is also a Black-owned company, um, they started to offer their products in individual size packaging, which would work really well in our snack subscription box and the vending machines. So super excited to kind of um, see what they, they offer in terms of those sizes and get those out to um, our consumers as well. Um, and then my next favorite one would probably be um, the eat behave gummy bears. Um, they have a, a sour and a um, kind of passion fruit flavor. and I think they added some other flavors since we've ordered with them last. but they've been a supporter and someone we source from for a while. Um, and I'm really happy with the fact that they don't put a ton of sugar. The textures a little different than you might expect from your normal like gummy, um, but the flavors are amazing. Um, and I've just been really happy with like how vibrant their packages are. And I just really love the product. So if you need a candy, eBehave is amazing. Um, <laughs> I love all their marketing too. So they just had something for 420 and I thought it was so funny. So definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I don't like to sell anything that I haven't tried or that I haven't gotten feedback from um, because I just think it's so important that people have something that tastes good. Because if you feel like it's a chore to eat something healthy, you're not going to do it, or you're going to be resistant to it. So definitely a priority for me is taste and understanding too that, like, maybe I might not like everything. But you kind of have to have a balance in terms of like, I don't eat pork, but do people want products that may have pork in them. So I always kind of have to kind of consider having a balance and, and a mishmatch of products
0: yeah so something I'm curious about just as a entrepreneur, and I'm sure others listening are as well, is how to even go about doing a subscription model? um That's something that always seems so complicated to me, but um, I just you don't have to share the whole the whole story. um but how did you just reach out to the companies and say, you know, hey, I'm opening the subscription and I need x, like do they Send you a certain amount, then you have to sell that certain amount or to like go buy, buy um, how many customers you have, then they send you that. Like, I'm just a little curious about how the subscription process works and how to even get started if that's something that you want to incorporate into your business.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, So
0: I did some research on the
1: subscription model. Uh, Obviously, it's a huge booming business, but it can be complicated, um, just because people that subscribe have certain expectations, they want to be able to customize their offerings, they want to feel like um, they're getting something that's worth their dollar. So it's not something that I would go into lightly. Um, And and kind of as a solar founder, it, it definitely can be a little overwhelming to take that on. Um, but honestly, um, if you can offer a quality product and you can make it something where people love what you have and they want to be able to get that on a regular basis, I would definitely encourage you to do it. What I also found with the research is there are a lot more men, uh, subscribers that are not necessarily, you know, considered because I think that sometimes people don't know how to market to male uh, consumers, so that's something that I definitely want to be mindful of. Is that we have something that appeals to everyone, um, and that we don't just take this thought that like, well, female females is our target market, target market, and that's that's all we're going to focus on, um, because male uh, subscribers tend to have more subscriptions and they don't cancel as often, and I'm sure there's a reason behind that. Um, but I do want to be able to offer something that appeals to them and is not just something that. Oh, yeah, they bought it one time. And that's it. Like, I want people to love the product and come back. And so um, I wanted to offer it to people that wanted to buy the box one time or wanted to subscribe monthly, because it was something that was easy. Um, And I want them to be able to depend on getting those products every month, Um, instead of maybe going to Whole Foods or a co op, or running out of something and being like, crap, now I have to wait, you know, forever to get this product again. So Um, I definitely would say that it's, it's a nice option, um, for people that like to get things regularly. Um, I use a few different wholesalers and so I kind of said, okay, I'm going to stock this much product, um, and kind of watch the way the sales go and then order as needed. Um, because you obviously want things to be fresh. Um, and then a lot of the products we carry expire, um, more quickly than maybe some other brands. So you just kind of have to, it's a, it's a science. The supplier piece is definitely a huge, um, huge what if, um, and you just kind of have to monitor it and, and just kind of see how your sales are going.
0: Yeah, and I could see why subscription boxes are growing. It makes complete sense. People want convenience. People don't want to go to the grocery store. People want things to just arrive on their step, and <laughs> be there and be ready. And the great thing about your business and the, your model is, for people listening, is for one, you're supporting a Minnesotan by what you do and a local BIPOC woman, and then, but also, you are supporting this other, maybe not just Minnesotan, but BIPOC companies within the subscription box. So it's really just like a a wave of of support um, for in multiple different ways, where you know exactly where your dollar is going. Um, so I I think that's just a really great way to, to show your support. And can you talk about more of what your subscription looks like? So you mentioned that you can do a one-off. Um, so you have the one-off situation and then you do it then monthly. Do you have to commit for a certain period of time? Um, is that going to change like your subscription model as you go? What does that look like? Yeah, so the biggest thing I think on the horizon with the subscription box itself is that we'll
1: add two other tiers onto um, the box. So right now it's just the NASP posh classic variety box. Um, And and that's kind of um, just thinking on the back end, what makes sense in terms of what can I put in this box. Um, But I also want to be able to put jerky in like candy in a box, right. And so the thought is at some point, depending on how it's received, I can add in those additional tiers and kind of give people an option to put and have a little bit more control over what what products are in the box. Um, but yes, at the moment, you can buy one um, and kind of pop in and say, Oh, I ate everything in, in a week or two weeks. I want another box. Um, and, and the products will shift quarterly. So what you see now um, for May will be offered um, until the end of July, and then we'll have a new wave of products in August. Um, but you can also subscribe. Um, there is no commitment, you can cancel that anytime. time. Um, and you can subscribe and just have the box sent to you every month. So I don't like um, anything that is like a serious commitment because things change. You forget about things and like, there's nothing worse than like, for me, I sign up for um, what HelloFresh or something. And like, my life is busy and I forget. And I get a notification that there's a box on the way. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I don't want this. (laughs) So I don't want people to feel overcommitted. Um, I just want it to be like, if this is something that you feel like this is so amazing to get this regularly. And like, I never feel like I run out of anything that I love. That's the thought behind offering the subscription model.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that you said that about HelloFresh. So we, (laughs) we recently started doing a food subscription with every plate (laughs) and it's supposed to come weekly and but you get this like big old box of like all different types of food and stuff (laughs) and I forgot to like push back a week so now it's building up Mm -hmm. so we have like boxes in our fridge of like (laughs) yeah like and then we go and like order takeout I'm like like why yeah and it's
1: like well i'm not cooking this like i literally have a card right now on my counter <laughs> that i am supposed to make last night and then we got chick-fil-a uh-huh. because my daughter that's like the only fast food i will do is chick-fil-a so i was like oh you need to cook this shrimp that you took out <laughs> So I hate wasting food. Uh-huh. So I just, this, you know, I have to be very, I, I have to put things like that in my calendar or I'm totally going to forget. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So somehow we're going to be cooking a lot, either like cooking a lot and like freezing a bunch or. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how we're going to get through it, but we. It's not yeah. a bad problem to have a fridge full of food, but exactly but uh, to get it all done before it goes bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we talked about your boxes, and now you you also mentioned earlier that you want to get into, um, like a vending machine and potentially like apartments or, uh, co-working spaces. Um, can you? Uh, do you have any? movement in that area yet? Or is that kind of something still further down the line? Yeah. So um, I actually had a meeting with someone from the coven. I was
1: super excited because it was so it was such a great conversation. So I'm hoping fingers crossed um, that we can get into the coven and kind of pilot it there. Um, I think there's so much synergy in, in our business models. Um, and I just think it, it just has a great like option to offer coven members. Um, because when you're working like To leave a space might mean, at least for me, that I'm done working, right? Like if I physically leave the building that I've come to work, I might be like, you know what, I'm not going back. So I think being able to offer those products um, in that setting where you step away for 30 seconds, get what you want, and then you can get back to your meeting or kind of take a break. Or not necessarily have to have like McDonald's or like feel like you have skipped a meal because you didn't grab it on your way. Um, and I know both the Minneapolis and St. Paul locations, like they're not necessarily super far away from food, but I wouldn't say that either is like across the street from anything that might fit like your lifestyle. So I'm really, really excited. Um, We're supposed to have a follow up meeting in the next couple weeks. um, And then it's just ordering the machine and um, having it branded, which like, I feel like I'm going to cry when (laughs) I see it. (laughs) Like, there's so many moments where like, I end up crying about something. And I'm like, what is like, what is happening? But um, to do this on your own is just such an amazing uh, feeling. So I'm really proud of uh, how far we've come. And um, just all the opportunities on the horizon.
0: You should be. You should be immensely proud of all that you've done. I mean, I when I think about it, I can't really vision or I can't really think of other um, vending machines other than the generic Coke mm-hmm. and Pepsi. I mean, it's just such a, a market that hasn't been really tapped into yet as far as unique options. And people, you know, <laughs> there's only so many, Cheez-Its that you may want (laughs) like you want to get some different options variety options and to be supporting like women and BIPOC owned companies while you're shopping at this vending machine I just I think it's so smart and such a great idea but I'm also thinking to myself do you need to go like, how often would you need to go and service it? Like, who do you need to go stop by weekly? I, mean, I don't even <laughs> yeah, know how that works. So <laughs> that's gonna be the thing. Um, I think that kind of when
1: we first start, it's gonna be a lot of communication with like the location because I don't want people to like go for something that they love and it's gone, right? Like, because I mean, I could totally see if I love something like this, totally trail mix, I would buy all of it because <laughs> it's it's so good and like there's nothing I hate more than like going to a store and like having something in mind and like not being able to get it. So um, you definitely have to be accessible and you want to be able to like restock product as people want it. Um, And I know like in terms of what I have in mind of what we will have that there are certain things that people are going to fall in love with. So um, we probably will be (laughs) going in every week. Um, for a while to just, just kind of see how it's going um, and then kind of make adjustments as needed and kind of swap out products and um, some things people love and some things not so much. So um, it's just a lot of trial and error, I think with um, anything with food, because you never know how it's going to be received.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. And uh, if feel like it'd be kind of fun too to, <laughs> to restock yeah. the machine. I don't know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, so, okay. So we have the boxes, we have the, um, the vending machines. What is, and you also mentioned your convenience store, um, and you want to do like take and bake meals and things like that. Um, what are some other things that maybe you have on the horizon or what are we going to be focusing on next or, um, what, what can people expect?
1: Yeah. So I want to give myself a fair amount of time to kind of get um, going with the store, just because that's just kind of a more massive undertaking. Yeah. So I'm just I have to be realistic. And so probably towards the end of this year, we'll kind of get more serious about, you know, engaging investors, looking at renderings for space. Um, I have a very clear idea in mind what, what I want it to look like. It's a checkout free model. So using some of that technology to kind of make it more user friendly. Um, but I would say um, this year is going to be all about community engagement, um, just kind of getting out there and sharing, um, you know, what inspired me to have this brand, not making it something that's just for those people. Like there should be no barrier to accessing NashPosh. Posh. Um, so that's really important for me. Um, and so I, I am planning kind of a series of events that are centered around providing um, families with healthy um, meal and snack options. Um, So I'm thinking the first event will probably roll out in August, kind of anticipation of back to school, kind of giving parents, um, maybe using some like brands that we carry, like meal starters, and building on that with like a local chef um, and then offering like some quick Easy options, um, because I mean I'm super busy, um, and so I know firsthand how difficult it is to cook a meal, <laughs> mostly because of the dishes, right? Like, oh yeah, I love. To cook. <laughs> if there were no dishes, I would cook. Oh, three hundred percent.
0: <laughs> but I
1: I despise washing dishes, so I want people to be able to like throw something together in less than an hour and feel good about it and feel full. Um, and then have something that like their kids will actually eat. So that's kind of the, the vision behind those events. Um, I'm going to start planning those and getting that kind of working here in the next couple weeks, but definitely looking at kind of August, early September for that first
0: um, event to take place. So there's just so much that you have done over the past year and so many awesome dreams that you have. And you're really getting to the point where it's going to the next level. Um, So maybe for people listening, could you share some of the things you've learned through the process? Maybe something that you wish you had done differently or um, something you're real proud of, like a win.
1: Sure. Um, Well, I would say, I think that when you see a business owner, like you just think that they were like built for that or like, that's who they were always meant to be. Um, and I will say that is not the case for me. Um, I didn't ever imagine I would own my own business. Um, I would say that I am someone that like executes high level, like if I decide I'm going to do something, that's what I'm going to do. And like, there's no stopping me. Um, but I can't necessarily say that I imagined I could own my own business, like it just seemed like something that was out of reach. Um, and so I think that being inspired by a friend who had a business and just like seeing like, Oh, so you just like run your own business. Like this is what you do. And like every day, instead of working for somebody else, like you decide what your day looks like and you drive your revenue and like, um, you build whatever it is that you imagine for yourself. Like I was so inspired by that. Um, and so I had lost a job that I had, um, that was funded by COVID money, And I was kind of in this crisis mode of being like, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to take care of my daughter? Um, And not necessarily wanting to run back to nine to five life because I do enjoy flexibility and um, just having more control over my destiny. Um, So I would say that like trust your abilities, like you are already doing it. If you have a job, if you've been somewhere even a long time, like you can hold a job. And so just take that skill set. And apply that to whatever it is that you want for your own life um, and you can really be amazed at what you can accomplish um, and don't feel like oh i'm a mom or i'm limited because you're not right like i <laughs> i have three other jobs and i have a child and like i'm i'm balancing and juggling so many things but I can do it. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes I have to say, you know what, I can't do this. And I think that's probably been the hardest thing is being able to say no to things and like reining in those ambitions um, and not feeling like everything has to happen right now, because there's so much pressure to be successful or, you know, you have this dream in your mind and like you want to just get it out there. Um, But there's time and you'll feel better when you kind of, you know, take your time and and take a step back and execute it to the best of your abilities instead of just kind of spitting it out. And just, then you're, I think more critical of the outcome when you don't really take that time to kind of vet um, your process.
0: Yeah. And I think you make a really great point because Honestly, I would say about 90% of the business owners that we partner with or we have spoken with on this podcast have all said that same thing. They're not business experts. They're not business savvy. They don't, you know, they don't have the business background, but they have an idea. And because they have the idea, it happens and it's made and it, you know, and people, people then assume, oh, they must know what they're doing. Like, no, Mm -hmm. if you have an idea. You can figure it out. You can run with it. There's steps to take. There's other people to lean on. Um, we need to support each other. Like you don't have to have a business background to start a business. It's just all about your passion and your, um, and your idea. And I think that's just very common. And I wish more people knew that or understood that because it can seem mm-hmm. daunting when you enter into the entrepreneurial world as if everyone knows what they're doing. And we're all learning as we go and yep. we're all leaning on each other. And so um, just if whoever's listening and have an idea, like, oh, well, I don't have formal X and Y in business, like, don't let that stop you. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that you, I'm glad that you said that. And, and especially as being a, a mom that can hold us back as well, being a, uh, being a parent. But I think in some ways, when you are a parent, it almost makes it where your drive is even stronger. Um, and you're you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it, you know, to show someone else like you're not giving up and you're persevering for them. And um, and your kids will see that and they will recognize that and say, okay, my parent or guardian is, is working really hard and going after something that gives them joy and passion. And like, that's something to look up to. So, um, another thing that, uh, I think is really important and great to remember. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually taught my daughter, um,
0: cause I'm an only
1: child and she's an only child, which for her, it's been a lot harder. Um, she's just not <laughs> one of those kids that like, likes to spend a lot of time alone. Um, but I heard her playing in her room and she was like pretending she had a business. And like, it was such a moment for me because that wouldn't have happened had I not started my business. And you don't think that like those things are, you know, clicking for a five-year-old, but that was like, wow, she's paying attention all the time. Yeah. And, and 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 I'm not going to say that it's not at a cost because there are, I'm in a Zoom meeting at six o'clock, you know, yeah. I'm doing things. Kind of at all hours, yep. Right, whether you're on running your own business, like it is, it is a, a, a um, an ask of your family yep. to kind of come along with you on that journey. But that moment alone for me was just like, okay, this is worth it because now she understands like the possibility of driving your own destiny. And I never even believed that I would be able to give her that. So I'm so proud proud of that. Yeah, I like, was just like that. Cute. like I was in the kitchen like listening to her
0: playing and I was like oh wow like, I know she's listening so yeah <laughs> they are always listening and always watching I had that moment kind of recently when my I had a I don't know, there was some reason that I was wearing like my black like suit jacket that I wear sometimes and mm-hmm. my daughter had come home and she's like when I grow up I want to wear one of those black suit jackets like you do and like for important reasons and I was like Oh <laughs> there are those reasons again. Let me oh <laughs> so yeah, I just I, I appreciate that and, and they're always watching and yeah. Um <laughs> sorry we, we went off a little bit on the side, but I think it's important for people to hear. Um so go ahead. Well, and then with that too, like for me, I think the biggest biggest difference, like my mom was amazing,
1: she speaks four languages, like there are things that she did that I'm in awe of, but I think the biggest thing. Um, my why is giving my daughter a choice., um, and I think that for so many people, you just do things because you have to do it. And so it when you can give your child and a choice and like they, they decide if i if they want to take over posh, great, if you don't, and like that's not your your passion, that's totally fine. But to be able to decide, what am I going to do with my life and not feel pressured because of money or resources to go one way or the other? Like that's my biggest driver is just being able to offer her as many opportunities as possible.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I mean, you are obviously, you said you're working three other jobs. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm a <laughs> uh, So you are doing a fantastic job and You know, if people are listening to this and they want to support you and want to check out these yummy treats that you've been talking about, um, where do they go? How do they sign up? Um, You said it's pre-order right now. So when would people expect to receive their first box? Yeah, so um,
1: we pushed super hard to get the website redesign ready um, today. So the website is live. That's notch-mn.com. Um You can go in there as well as the Instagram page has a, um, a shop button. So you can purchase the tote, which is still offered in pretty limited quantities. We're probably going to redesign the tote at some point. Um, But the Nosh Posh Classic Variety Box is available. Um, And that's something that you can get for like your office and remote employees, or you can also buy that just as an individual and ship it to your home. Um, And now we do have a shipping feature, which is new because when I was in Keg and Case, it was kind of more of a pickup option. So I'm super excited that people everywhere (laughs) can ship the box um, to their homes. Um, So definitely check, check it out, share it on social. I'd love to get feedback. I'm so excited about the redesigned box and we also have a free touchland hand sanitizer for the first 25 order uh, pre-orders as well as we are kind of featuring a uh, central oak apothecary tea in this box which is kind of the surprise item which was inspired by you Hannah. Oh really? <laughs> you said language. Yeah you were like oh yeah put it as a surprise item and I was like yes <laughs> I love it. So this uh this quarter surprise item is the central oak apothecary's tea. Um, And so there's a sample size in there with some instructions, because when I tried it, I was like, how do you make this? (laughs) So we made sure to put some instructions in there so people um, can brew the tea, taste that. And if you love it, definitely go check them out and and order their products. Um, But super excited. That hand sanitizer is also great. Um, It's like an apple-licious flavor. I put it in my bag for work, because I hate sometimes those sanitizers that smell like super alcohol and strong so i really like the softer scent um but that's only available for the first 25 so if you are excited definitely um purchase the
0: box and we'll start shipping them out the week of may 16th oh so pretty soon so mm-hmm. um i think this uh do you, have, do you have a limit on the amount of, of boxes? I'm thinking this episode might not come out until around May. And I'm thinking <laughs> people are like, oh, shoot, what if they're all sold out? So I'm wondering if you have Yeah. A limit. So So um, I did
1: buy, I think I have 150 okay. right away. But I, I figured, well, we'll see how it goes. And like, if it's doing really well, we're we'll definitely open to restocking it. Because I don't want by like June 15th, there to be no more boxes. Yeah. So Um, Until the next wave of products rolls out, I'm definitely opening open to restocking and and continuing to sell the May um, feature products.
0: Perfect. Well, you heard it here, everyone. Go and get your box. Um, They are out, and they're going to start shipping soon. And they have all these sort of yummy goodies in them. And you're supporting a local business. And um, I'm just really glad that you're on here, Tatiana, and sharing more of your story. And I think you're amazing. And I'm just, I really, I really love what you're doing. <laughs> oh, thank
1: you so much. It's been such a pleasure to work with you. So happy to have met you and have been able to kind of meet some other like-minded
0: business um, entrepreneurs in this journey. So thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Looking for more ways to learn all about the incredible things Minnesota has to offer? Follow us on social media at Minnesota Circle or subscribe to our newsletter at themncircle.com.
1: If you wish to have a song featured on the podcast, please contact us. Loved this episode? Then subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Join us next time and enjoy the music. Sweet.
2: Water Sweet waters Sweet waters Fall from me. from me I have water, water. Sweet like honey. honey Come and get it Draw it from me, from me. Sweet, sweet water Sweet like honey Ocean On your chin Driving for me Fingertips Fingertips Sweet wallet